I started this podcast because I noticed a concerted effort to shame America and what it means to be American. One American Podcast reinforces the values and ideals of America by having conversations with key influencers from all over the world who resonate with the values embodied by Americanism. If you believe in things like the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and want to be part of the conversation with others who do too, then you're in the right place. So before we get into this episode, I'm asking you today as one American to tap the like button below and subscribe to the channel. This engagement really helps these conversations reach as many viewers as possible. Make sure to comment, I subscribed below, and I'll do my best to respond to each and every comment. My name is Chase Geyser, and I am one American. Hey, 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 it's Nick Foster. How are you doing, man? Thanks for coming on the show. Allegedly. Allegedly, I'm Nick Foster. <laughs> yeah. I've had 13 different accounts by now, so you don't really know which one I am. Yeah, I, I've noticed that. So I found you on TikTok because I just started using TikTok like a normal commie. And I uh, I found you and it was just one of your like absolutely hilarious colonizer videos. I think it was the one where you were singing the song and you were uh, Christopher Columbus on the boat. And it was just like the, the don't be fine, don't worry song or whatever. I don't I don't know the name of that song. I'm not as oh, savvy as I ought to be. Yeah, yeah. Bob Burnham. It was hysterical and so i followed you and i saw in your bio that it said that it was like your 10th account or 11th account and i was like oh man this guy's great so i just had to reach out <laughs> dude that's funny because that means you're new you literally are brand new to my content yeah and yes. I, I haven't i obviously haven't known you that well i saw you on twitter and i was like oh he's got some cloud on twitter so sure i'll go on sure yeah uh, yeah this is like my 13th account and i've been trolling for two years on tiktok and i have been in countless controversies this colonizer thing is just uh, it's just like a little sprinkle on the whole controversy sunday i've built yeah so as has all your content always been about colonizing type stuff or is it just like in the context of the new indigenous people's day yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay no my content i am a troll it, i mean if you haven't seen my whole content and you haven't seen what i do on tiktok i just troll and a lot of it is directed at the left because i mean they're a little hypersensitive these days you know right uh, and I troll on all kinds of subjects and I'll, I'll make a joke and people will get mad and whatever group it is, they get mad. They try to cancel me. They flood me with hate. And I just keep making 10, 20, 30 jokes about the same thing. And I'll just keep it going forever. I'll get banned on one account. I'll start a new account, but it's all kinds of topics. The colonizer thing happened because I get into these rivalries with other TikTokers, And one of the ones that was uh, blowing up now that people were sending me is um, Modern Warrior. I don't know if you know him on TikTok. Mm -mm. Him, him, her. It's questionable. I don't know. Bio says he, him. So we'll respect it. Okay. Your, your gut instinct would tell you otherwise, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> and his whole account, he's an indigenous person, I guess. Native American, however you okay. find truth is he's just a modern american wearing t-shirts and using iphone so you know it's not like he's living in a teepee right. uh and his whole account is pretty much just blatant racism against white people and he's he's he has two million followers you know he's like blown up and his whole thing is just calling white people colonizers they're racist they're bigots they did this they're rapists they're all this stuff and mm -hmm. so I just made an account to troll him, basically. Like, oh, you're going to call us colonizers. So I created an account called Proud Colonizer, where all I do is lean into it and be like, yeah, I'm colonizing my neighbor's backyard today. Hey, guys, check me out. I'm, I'm grilling uh, in my colonized land. The Christopher Columbus thing is just, you know, a bit of a troll just to get under their skin. But right. it's literally just a troll account 
just to troll this one dude on TikTok. I have other accounts that are still up. That one just got banned actually yesterday. So RIP to that. Yeah. One. So, so yeah, do you find do you find that you get hit with like uh, reporting armies, like people, just like an army of people that just mass mass report your your profile? Because TikTok is particularly sensitive. I mean, I posted a video of Goebbels comparing Goebbels to Biden because yeah. Biden plagiarized him, and That's they they banned me for having Goebbels on. I, like, I wasn't like supporting Goebbels; it was a criticism. So you can't even criticize offensive content. You just can't have offensive content at all. <laughs> One thing you'll learn is there is no room for nuance and context on tiktok when when people report you it's like oh you have a picture of hitler you might be saying this guy sucks and he's evil and it's just like no you showed this bad man you're banned i learned that very fast one of my first jokes had a hitler reference and i got banned right away this was like two years ago so it's gotten worse so i don't I'm, i'm not shocked at all who do you think who do you think does the um actual monitoring right so like with facebook and instagram a lot of times when you report something an actual american will look at it do you think it's like some it's like somebody you know in a chairman mao costume in, in beijing <laughs> this is yeah, like, you, now, you can't say that on tiktok that's for sure you say anything <laughs> negative about china you're qu- you're quickly gone in fact i think i put i don't know if i got banned for the hitler reference because in the same post i also made a mal reference and yeah. i think maybe that's why i got you know we love yeah. China on TikTok, right? If TikTok's listening, no, we don't. Oh my God. So I, uh, <laughs> I, cr- I crunched the numbers and I uh, found, I basically discovered that between 1958 and 1962, more people were killed because of the Great Leap Forward in China than by all of white supremacy, including the Holocaust from 1619 to 2019. Damn. You, you know, that research you did is probably going to get you on a no-fly list. Google whatever it right now. No. I hate you never know. That's how I think. Sometimes I'm <laughs> googling things like trying to figure out these facts and these arguments just to frame like a joke or frame, you know, whatever my my point of reference is. And then I'm just like, if somebody's, you know, if Google's keeping track of this, it's going to put me on some list. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably yeah, already I- on a bunch of them. Well, uh, no, I know what you mean, though. I did. I made a whole uh, rant about that one time about how like people can't, you know, when Amazon had the app icon that got canceled because it looked like the Hitler mustache. It was just an Amazon. Box oh, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and it just had a piece of tape that looked like not you would never guess Hitler. Like anybody who sees Hitler in that has they're the ones with the problem. And yeah. it, they, they changed the logo because they're like, we don't want it to look like Hitler. And it just got me thinking like. We canceled for the rest of history a mustache-shaped piece of tape on a box or anybody naming their kid like Adolf, which obviously you wouldn't want to. I mean, that's a terrible name. But right. nobody cancels the Stalin mustache. Nobody cancels the name Joseph. Like, everybody names their kids Joseph. And Joseph Stalin was alive at the exact same time and killed more people than Hitler did. Not to even yeah. mention Mao, you know? I don't think yeah. we're naming their kids Mao, but... It is very selective outrage. It's very strange when you're like, why does Hitler get all this this credit? Even even the Beatles talk shit about Mao, right? Isn't that the revolution song, right? Is it? Yeah, like you go carrying pictures of Chairman Mao as one of their lyrics, like just talking, I don't know. I don't know the context of the song. About, you know, the 20th century, obviously knows Mao was not exactly a great dude, but. Yeah. Well, and one thing that has come a long way, so something worked out. Yeah, but that's that's been since Mao. I mean, that after the Mao thing, they kind of pivoted toward a capital capitalist communist hybrid. Yeah, where you know where they're able to be- have all the benefits of capitalism, but all the power associated centralized power associated with. Um, I got this Mike Pence fly flying around. I see it. I see uh, it. All the centralized power associated <laughs> gonna, with communism. Be memed. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? Hey, nothing wrong with that, man. I told somebody the other day, I was like, I can't wait till I get doxxed. Like, please come, come to my house. Oh, so you're on TikTok. <laughs> How long have you been on TikTok? Barely at all. I think I made my account mm, maybe 60 days ago and I haven't posted very much. I had one post that got like half a million hits and then other than that, nothing. And you post conservative content, political? Yeah, yeah, mostly, mostly. I'm surprised that hasn't happened already. I've got one account that's been, had two videos that constituted violation. And so I think one more screw up on that account and I'm probably out. But no. um, uh, like whatever, I'll just make another one. I mean, that's one of the things that's so cool about TikTok is that if you make good content, which I haven't quite figured out how to do yet, I'm still practicing. But if you make good content, you can blow up an account pretty quickly. Yeah, I've done it many times. So yeah, so if you don't know my history, I got on TikTok about uh, about two years ago. It was in November of 2019, right before you know quarantine and the pandemic and all of that. And I got on and I got to like 10,000 followers pretty quick, but I was instantly in controversy. And I kind of always was trolling on the internet anyway. So I was like, okay, this is just going to float me up to the top. And uh, I grew that account to 500,000 followers. Uh, in a couple maybe eight months or something got banned on that account started a new account got five hundred thousand followers back in one week all of them back blew that account up to a million followers and then they banned that account and now it's like i can't even get every time i get to like 200 i keep getting up to 100 200 and then i get banned and i start over so so are they they on to you do you think that they're just kind of like tracking what you're doing or how, how do you avoid that well at this point I'm known on TikTok. Like my face is known. There's millions right. of people who already hate me and they're never going to like me even, no matter what I do. So it's like they're already looking for me. And whenever they see me, it's just, you know, mass report, whatever. As far as TikTok, I used to think it was, you know, you feel a little like personally attacked, like, oh, they're coming for me specifically. But I have mm-hmm. seen so many creators get banned that are nowhere. I'm an edgy dude. I'm provocative. I, I think I'm within the lines of free speech and even what I think is humorous speech. I don't think any of it is hateful in spirit. A lot of people disagree with that, but, uh, I used to think it was like, oh, they're just coming after me because like, maybe I'm just too cocky about it or something. I don't know. But then it's like, you see these other people and it's like, they got banned. And then you just realize like, no, this is just the game. You know, if you do any kind of political edgy, any, anything that goes against the new PC norm, you're, you're on the chopping block. So they just kind of, they just kind of take you down. But at a certain point they did like, I could just start a new account. And the last time I got banned, I had four separate accounts going at once because I just started being like, let me stack these up. And mm-hmm. they perma banned all accounts at the same time and locked my phone where I couldn't even get on TikTok. I couldn't sign up a new account. I couldn't do anything. And only because wow. I have like, I'm a iOS developer too, like in a other side of my life. Sure. So I understand how the iPhone works and I was able to get around the block and I basically like was able to get back on TikTok, but they tried to block my whole device from getting on there. So it's, you know, at so, a certain point, they're just so like, you're running uh, all the accounts from the same phone. No, no, no. I, I run my provocative accounts from the same phone, but I have other accounts like I have um, all my accounts were kind of Nick Foster. So like I was Nick Foster jokes, then Nick Foster official, then Nick Foster dude, yeah. Nick Foster guy, Nick Foster, you know, not Nick Foster. I just always do some play on that. And um then I have, uh, I just had a kid, you know, we were talking. Congratulations. Thank you very much. That's what I was throwing it out there fishing for a, a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I figured you were. So I'll humor you. But I have a, <laughs> I have a dad account, Nick Foster dad. So I keep that account on a separate device and I keep that one pretty PC. Cause it's like, you know, I'm trying to grow that one as a bit of a family friendly, you know, we all have different right. sides and that's like, here's me being a dad and my audience does like to see it, but it keeps it siloed from 
there's a lot of hate. I get a ton of hate over there and I get a lot of people reporting me, but it's not getting banned. Knock on wood yet because yeah. I keep it pretty much siloed from everything else. And then I run other accounts for, I do, a, I do consulting and a lot of like uh, helping other people build up their accounts, but I can't have yeah. those connected to my phone either because right. I don't want to risk their account getting banned because of my behavior. So I just, I juggle a lot of phones. I even posted a video like you fools. I have seven. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Accounts, and yeah. I have all you're holding them like a deck. You're holding them like a deck of cards. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> so that's what we did. It's just, now it's just fine. It was, it was very upsetting effort when you put all that work in and I built up this huge audience on TikTok when it was still like, or, you know, it was still starting to grow during the quarantine. Right. So I was like, it was a different time then. And I blew up really fast. And then you put all this work and then they just take it down and it hurts, you know, the first time. But yeah. then it just gets easier and easier. And now I'm just like, this is my thing. You know, now it's like I get banned and I just keep making new accounts and I don't care. Yeah, it's scary, though, when it's tied. I don't know if you're I don't know if you're monetizing or just having fun, but it's scared when it's tied to how you make money. So, for example, I um, I do Facebook and Instagram advertising for a living. I own a small advertising business mm-hmm. and I'm a Fiverr pro. And so um, in what categories? in social media advertising. Okay. And so I, um, I think I did like $300,000 in revenue on Fiverr within like a 15 month period. It was insane. It was during all the, it was during all the COVID stuff. And so everybody was starting an e-commerce business because they couldn't go to work and they got all this cash from the government. So they were like, all right, I'll start like an e-commerce store and ship stuff. And so I got a lot of clients and I was busy. I was like pumping Adderall and I was working like three days without sleep. And you know, you know how it is. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, Facebook just out of nowhere. And I don't post any political content on my Facebook because there's too many people I know. That's why I like these other platforms because you can just mess with people that are strangers. But they restricted me from advertising at all. And so I was like the admin of over 100 Facebook ad manager accounts. And like that was how that was my bread and butter. And so it takes you submit an appeal and like you wait two weeks for them to look at. I'm like, what did I do wrong? And I, I still don't know what the issue was. But it's like every two weeks that they shut down my business, it's like, you know, 15 grand that I lose yeah. and you know, and it's like, it's scary, scary cause you got a baby and you got a mortgage, you know, and it's did like, you, this did is, they ever tell you what it was? No, they just say, sorry, we made a mistake. Yeah. You know, here's your account back. And then it would happen again in three months. And then mm-hmm. I had to reach out to all my clients and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm having issues. And I had to have backup accounts. It's just scary shit, man. The cancel oh, stuff. Now you have to act. Well, I know there was some stuff going on with Facebook before where they did start cracking down on the advertising accounts specifically because of, I think the whole, you know, election, uh, controversy yes. and all of that yes. so they just started kind of cutting people down probably just to protect their ass yeah i don't know if that's exactly cancel culture but it's all it's all, right. all tied to this this uh this epidemic i guess of hypersensitivity and you know uh yeah censorship well, you're absolutely right and it would always happen after there was like a major update to their automated monitoring protocols and i think part of the problem was i would still be like left as an admin on an account for an old client and then that old client would make an ad that violated a policy and so i would show up in the system as an admin of an ad account that was violating the terms of service even though i didn't make the ad or i was no longer working with the client dude, that fly is fucking with i know you dude right this, <laughs> i don't i don't even smell dude <laughs> but uh, it just got in my halo work. light earlier just, and it was just, just going for it. And I'll feel like I'm just saying, I need to watch your like, zinger. Like I need to watch some Mr. Miyagi shit, man. This is like, I need like, you have some chopsticks. Like, I know. <laughs> well, in Obama, mad respect to Obama on this one point. Remember that time he killed that fly in the interview and he just like nailed it first try. And it was like, that's bro, pro. Dude. That was that's a, pro. 
That was some, yeah, that's true. You said there were some things. Him. There were some things about him that were very impressive, despite my sentiments toward him. I tell you what, it's funny, man. How 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 good Biden makes Obama look. That's true. I know. I wonder what I wonder what Obama thinks about Biden. Like I know he's friends with them and he had a good rapport when they were together, but like just seeing his decline, regardless of what you think of his politics or whatever he's doing with his administration, just the sadness in this this dude's like. He's just dying in front of everybody. And Obama yeah. must know the pressures and all what's going on behind the scenes. And also, like, I don't know, maybe he's pulling the strings. Who knows? I just, yeah, I but, just but Obama doesn't him. really have any power. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no way for Obama to leverage himself into calling any shots. Even, like, find, like what assets does he own? What international business is he? I mean, he can get paid a lot for a speech, but that's not real power. You know, that's just... Well, business. he owns he owns that uh, nice uh, what Martha Vineyard's uh, mansion right on the sea seashore, which is strange because I thought it was going to be underwater soon. But he seems to be pretty confident that it's not. <laughs> that's, that's that's the truth. But the craziest thing, man, if like if you go back and watch um, the Biden debate with Paul debate with Paul Ryan, where he basically just made Paul Ryan look like a pathetic teenager. Yeah, and then you compare Biden's performance to just town hall with anderson cooper it's like they're totally different human beings the decline is very obvious i don't think that it's just my bias like thinking no, like oh he's, you know he's 80 years old and he is a senile old decrepit man like i think yeah. of my grandpa during that age and he was just fall like he was he was he he was napping all day like you know biden is just napping he's a grandpa like he's yeah. a dying man you know he's yeah. not up doing anything he's just literally napping has no <laughs> clue what's going on and people are wheeling him out probably popping him with some you know pharmaceutical cocaine that they call something else and say go give this 20 minute speech and then we'll take you back to bed i don't yeah. know what's going on there yeah i think i think it's insane you know and that's one of my hesitants that's one of my one of the reasons that I'm reluctant about Trump, I was a big Trump supporter last term and the term before, uh, really you before Trumpies. You looked apart. I was, I was, <laughs> and um, uh, you know, I was disappointed in how he handled COVID. But other than that, I thought he was a pretty good president. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, he's going to be 78 if he runs again. He's going to be Biden's age when Biden ran, and you know, I, I feel wary of that. If Biden wins a second term, it'll be 86 when he's out. But I don't really want a 78 year old Trump in either. I support Trump. I, and don't get me wrong, but I think old. the Trump thing. I, I'm I'm wary of Trump running for. I would rather Desantis get in there. And sure. Trump's gonna, Trump's going to be a spoiler if he does that. The age thing, sure, but you got to admit. I mean, no matter again with regardless of your politics, Trump sure. is way more spry than you know. Uh, sure. Joe Biden. He's with sure. it. He's still. He was able to campaign. You know, four different states a day campaign rally whatever i mean yeah. the guy the guy has a lot more energy and he definitely seems much younger than uh than joe biden even though they're the same age but even all yeah. that aside i just don't think i think the trump thing i wanted him to have a second term i thought it'd be hilarious it'd be a good f you to the sensitive snowflakes but look at me i sound like fucking tucker carlson over here uh but i i don't know what do you call them the uh, uh just the the Trumpers, right? I don't know. Oh, oh, oh you mean like uh, he it, he would be like a, a provocateur for the leftists? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I supported Trump for more than yeah, a, yeah. More, I, I supported him too yeah. because everybody I hate hated him so much. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I what I say. And yeah. I agree with you. I'd like to see Desantis or some anybody else really run because the, the 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 prudent and like wise thing for Trump to do, in my opinion, that I would really appreciate as one constituent is his endorsement would pick any primary candidate 
anyone that he endorsed would be the one that would win the primary. And so I don't understand why he wants to do it again for four years when he could just pick anybody in the world to do it. Here's why, because I think regardless of as much as Trump was kind of fighting for some of the things that I, you know, and we can get into our specific politics because I'm not like a a standard conservative or anything. I I would either call myself a conservative, but I'm not a Republican. I'm definitely not a leftist. (laughs) Okay, exactly. Trump was the only Republican candidate I've ever voted for. I voted for Obama twice, you know, so I'm glad you did. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I think I would do it again. I mean, just given yeah. the culture at the time, given the choices at the time, I do think I would do it again. But yeah, McCain wasn't again, exactly a shining alternative, or, yeah, or Romney. I, I just, I don't, uh, not to get too sidetracked, but I don't really vote based on policy or anything. I literally, and it's not who would you have a beer with. It's I vote based on culture. Like, who do I think is going to be a better force for where I want American culture to go? And so for Obama's time back in 2008, there was a lot of problems that I had with the Christian conservatives controlling speech, being hypersensitive. They were very dogmatic in a lot of way, you know, trying to stop all kinds of progress that I don't really I make jokes about things, but I want people to be able to get married if they want to. I, sure. I think it's stupid to get married and whatever, be gay, wear a dress. I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want to do. So right. I, I did. Li- I think Obama at the time was was a better force for like progress. And I thought it would be great to ha- I mean, I did think it'd be great to have a black president. I thought it would heal a lot of wounds. I thought it would move the country forward. I thought it would be a good kind of middle finger to the actual racists in the country, like the who which are a dying breed. There's right. not near as many racists now as there was you know, just a couple decades ago. And so at the time, I thought Obama was this great just figurehead for moving the culture forward, not policy wise. Then it got super hypersensitive around, you know, his second term is when woke culture really started taking off. Censorship starts taking off. Every start, everybody becomes social justice warriors and starts saying, don't say this, don't do that, that word. And it's like it swung the other way where now they sounded like my Christian grandma saying, cancel that video game, take down that movie. That comedian is we can't let the kids listen to that. And it's like, okay, well, fuck you. What's a good force to just destroy that? Donald Trump comes around and he's just a big wrecking ball to that whole thing. And I'm like, let's throw him in there, you know? So I'm very, I'd I'd say my issue more than it's not abortion or gun rights or any, or even the economy, it's freedom of speech. That's really what I kind of, I feel like a vote on. So yeah, I I I was younger when Obama took office. So, you know, you, you learn a lot of things from them too. So yeah, well, I think everything you said is is super reasonable. I didn't I didn't vote for Obama myself, but at the time I was just a really um, I was really big into um, Ayn Rand and Rand Paul, and so I was very like anti government spending, pro capitalist. I was it was all policy for me. I was like, I can't vote for Barack Obama because he's you know for socialized medicine, and that's never going to work, and this is all unsustainable. So I threw my votes the other way. And but I understand why people would vote for Barack Obama. He was a very calming figure uh he was very he was very articulate Mm -hmm. he was handsome he was young he regardless of what you think of him he was not retarded no for lack of a better term you're canceled Uh, right there you just got canceled (laughs) you're probably right but the the point that i'm trying to make is like barack obama could you know string together a sentence and joe biden can't even utter a complete sentence i mean i don't think he could count backwards from 100 without making a mistake even if he had a teleprompter no i mean i honestly think 
uh, Trump might have a problem because he just wouldn't care and he would probably just like say some other crazy shit. But you know, it's, <laughs> he'd probably go there and be like 99, 97, 95, 90. You do it by I did odd numbers. I did odd numbers. Like, you you messed those up. He's like, no, I didn't. I'm perfect. I I went to uh whatever. So what was the school he went to? Uh, oh, I can't remember. School. Is that military school all or the, whatever? All these memes are all. It's like that's four years ago. Get over it. It's four yeah. four years ago, man. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm worried about what's going to happen next. So I think that the – what do you think about the censorship thing? I think – my opinion is that it started with um, after – as soon as Trump won, the left immediately went to blame Facebook because of Cambridge Analytica and yeah. the allegations of Russian ads and, and stuff like that. And I think that's when the social media companies – got like this big internal scare that if they didn't do something, there was going to be like hyper uh, legislation against them uh, by the left. And I think that what we're seeing now might be a manifestation of that initial push five years ago, but maybe that's just a coincidence. Well, I think there's a lot of forces going on. I mean, I think there there's something definitely to be said about that. Uh, I think it's also these companies, you know, they're recognizing their power and their influence and a lot, you know, people, people want to get power and if they can position themselves to control who becomes president i mean they're they're going to take things in a dire- direction then you have you know a lot of these these tech entrepreneurs are in silicon valley it's a very leftist uh you know just culture out there so you're going to get it's just like how colleges get inundated with leftist professors and leftist students because it's a it's a self-fulfilling you know a reinforcing loop right uh so you're going to have a lot of uh people with those ideals running and making policies so that's going to lean to the left but as far as like the 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 cancel culture and the censor, I don't. I, I feel like a lot of it started even before that. It was just it blew up when Trump. I like Trump to me was a bit of a reaction to what was going on with the censorship and the cancel culture. And then when he actually got in, you know, people just lost their minds. Which mm-hmm. I on it even that I'm like, why? Why does CNN care that Donald Trump is president if all it did was help them? You know, their 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 ratings boomed for four years and now they're tanking the second he's gone. Yet they're and I understand pretending like they care, but it seems like they actually care that he was president. I don't know. So people lost their mind during that time. But I saw the cancel culture coming in 2012. That's when I saw my own. What triggered what, what triggered you to notice it? Because I when I think when I think of people channel. who've been canceled, when I when I think of people, who've been, I don't mean to interrupt you. I want you to, to yeah, answer no. the question. But when I think of people who've been canceled, it's it's been people since Trump won, like Milo, Alex Jones. You know, yeah. I can't think of like big names that were shut down in 2014. No, because it did. You're right. It wasn't in. It it took to the mainstream kind of. It, it, cancel culture took over the mainstream probably around 2015, 2016 during the Trump time, but the social justice movement was where mm-hmm. i started seeing people become hypersensitive and it was around 2012 when i saw it just eating into my own friend groups like people that we were just all hanging out having fun for years we were making all kinds of crazy jokes and then just all of a sudden i had like a best like i had a youtube channel with this guy and we lit it was my roommate and then i lived with this other girl and we did this whole like youtube channel and he was you know, he was a funny, like just carefree, very, um, uh, we, we just made a lot of jokes and that's kind of how it all started. And it was all good then. But then a couple years, it was like two years later, he was coming up to me like, Hey, could you not say that thing or post that thing? Because I'm hanging out with a bunch of these n- new friends and they're going to get mad if they see that. And it was like, he was secretly telling me like 
I don't judge you, but I'm afraid like my friends are going to judge me. And that, I, it just started shocking me. And I started seeing that kind of behavior more and more mm -hmm. where there's this division of I can't associate with this person or I can't say that or you can't do that or because they were they're being um, uh, controlled by their own friend groups. They're just right. like, oh, I'm self -censorship the most crowd of liberal people who I'm going to be ostracized if I associate with any of this even though they were fine with it just six months before, you know? So they, it's, it became like this religious indoctrination, but it started slow. And then you just see it more and more take over social media. I saw it all over Twitter. That's when, because in 2011, a lot of people don't know. I, I got on Twitter, I think in 2009. And in 2011, I was heavy on Twitter. I wasn't like a big, I didn't have a lot of clout because, you know, this was, this was 10 years ago. Sure. I mean, I still don't have as much clout as you on Twitter. So what am I even saying? But on Twitter in 2011, I was posting a lot because I was doing stand-up comedy at the time. And Twitter was this funny, witty, sarcastic, edgy place where all day, every day, it was just people trying to say the most provocative, edgy, witty joke. And that's what Twitter was. And people, you can't even really think about that now because Twitter is so not like that. Now it's just, you're going to get canceled. Don't say that. Political yeah. division. Everybody's yeah. Well, if you look at the day the Boston Massacre happened or the Boston bombing, rather, not the Boston Massacre. If you look <laughs> at the day the Boston bombing happened, Anthony Jeselink has the, had the, a famous tweet. I can't remember the specific tweet, but he talks about it in the special thoughts and prayers. Oh, and, yeah. And the one where he's like... Uh, don't forget about me on this day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a great, great special. And and Alec Baldwin shoots two people on set and crickets from Anthony Jeselink. Yeah. It's like, you know, that dude wanted to make a joke. Of course. And a lot of people. I mean, people got, uh, I mean, another example would be like Ari Shafir. He had that big controversy when Kobe died. And he, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know him, but he put it, he, anytime somebody big dies, he'll put out the most, you got to understand his sense of humor, but he'll literally just be like, he was a piece of shit. I hope he rots in hell. You know, like he'll do like over the top shit, but he does it to everybody, but he did it to Kobe and he got run off Twitter. I mean, I think he pretty yeah. much got like banned from everything. And like at a certain point, it's like, I'm not going to do that again. That was, you touch a hot stove that hot, you know, it just scares people into yeah. compliance and into self-censorship. And you, I, that's taking over more and more too. I tweeted a poll and it was, um, which of these two resulted in more people being shot? And it was Alec Baldwin and January 6th. <laughs> well, oh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> well, somebody, yeah, somebody did get shot on January, January but not, 6th. But not two people. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so more people. <laughs> true. Yeah. No, I saw, yeah, I saw you were kind of trolling on that topic. Today it was trending on Twitter that Don Jr. was like uh, selling the merch of... Um, uh, oh, yeah. I saw it. I can't remember what it said. Uh, it was something. It was about Alec Baldwin shooting the guy. Yeah. What was the shirt? Now I forget what the up. joke was. It was up. pretty funny, pretty offensive. Yeah. Pull up that thing. Um, not as good as Jamie. Not I'll try my best. Jamie, that oh, Joe Rogan's uh, Joe Rogan. producer. Oh, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but everybody is obviously flaming him. And now all these people are coming at him on Twitter like, how dare you? Guns do this don't kill people. Alec Baldwin kills people. That's right. That's what <laughs> How good is that, right? That's a funny troll. That's great. I mean, it's offensive, of course. It's but that you know, that's my type of humor. I love it. Right. However, people are like, "How dare you say this?" It's like, look, if anybody has a right to mock Alec Baldwin during this time, I think it's the son of the guy that Alec Baldwin mocked on television for four years. Alec Baldwin was playing Trump, right? Just mocking him all the time. So you don't right. think 
Don Jr. is allowed to mock him one time. Like, come on, give me a break. This is what I'm talking about. It's this, this is what I deal with on TikTok all the time. It's people can send and say whatever they want. And then you give them a little bit of the same energy back and it's over the line. You're the bad guy. You're the bully. That's hate speech. That's inappropriate. And the whole culture is kind of just being consumed by this. Yeah. Same thing well, with Kathy Griffin. She did uh, remember oh the, the Trump head thing, the head thing and it's yeah. like holding it up. And then later she tweeted uh, and there was that controversy later. She tweeted like when he got that was like a death threat though on the president of the United States. No, imagine, imagine if like you did that about, I don't Kamala Harris or some shit, you know, the, the, if you did it about Joe Biden, you get arrested. I mean, true. I just feel like, what's the point of doing that to Joe Biden? He's practically dead anyways. It's not even an insult right. at that point. He can probably, still be president. <laughs> yeah, he, they can wheel him out with his head in a vat. I tell you what, he's proven that it can be a part-time job. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but Kathy Griffin did that tweet when Trump got COVID. Like, is he dead yet? I have an appointment later. You know, some shit like that. I, I have other things to do today. So right. then Kathy Griffin just recently got cancer lung cancer oh yeah and had to go that. into surgery and of course that's awful and i you know I, I hope she survives and everything's fine but of course you know twitter is just going to be like hey remember when you said so it's all these people retweeting her tweet saying is she dead yet i got things to do today exact same joke exact right. same wording but everybody loses their mind like that's over the line that's inappropriate you don't mock that you don't do that and i wouldn't mock that in a vacuum but when you're literally just pointing out the hypocrisy of it's okay for you to do it but if i do it you know that's that's what yeah. i do all the time on social media well for me like if you were to talk to me personally about alec baldwin and what happened and as as no alec baldwin fan as a human being i'm not a fan of him as a human being i like a lot of his movies but i'm not an alec baldwin fan okay but I feel bad for him for what happened. I feel bad for the people who were shot and I feel bad for everybody on set. No matter who screwed up, it sucks. I feel bad for all those people. That is my genuine sentiment. But I incessantly troll what happened on Twitter because I am fighting for my right to be offensive. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. You see, we're talking, we're talking the same language here and you don't even right. know what I've been, what I've been doing on TikTok before the colonizer. Thing. I wish you knew, dude. I wish those accounts were still up because you would laugh your ass Did off. you save the videos? Like as you oh, pop yeah, up, I have as you post I, I'm trying to work on how to transition this to YouTube where I can actually show the long, the long form narrative of what I've been doing with this trolling, not just like, here's the joke I do, because my jokes are just bait to get people to get mad and react. Right. But people, that's just the tip of the iceberg, what people are getting mad about. They don't see the thousands of comments I get, the thousands of duets I get, the amount of people losing their minds over the dumbest things, the most not like just a simple joke and the wave of hate that I get. And then it's like, the accounts get banned so nobody can get the content then when i do a joke they think like they don't know the backstory they don't know the context of like why i'm trying to piss off this type of person or this community right and they think it's you know like you just think of this all day every day you're obsessed with this it's like no i'm referencing the controversy i've been in for two years but that's all right. been like the way so now i'm trying to because i get banned so much and i'm you know I was comfortable at first. I, I was at a million followers and I was like, this is my thing and I got it and I could just keep doing this. But once you get banned, then it's like, all right, I have to like screenshot all these comments. I got to save all these videos. I have to save all the duets and all the, uh, all the stitches that people send me so I can start being like, here's the joke I made and here's 10,000 people wishing me death. You know, who's the right. bad guy here? You know, I, right. I want to show that, but it's quite the um, undertaking because I have to be on top of organizing everything and, 
you know, you get banned all the time without warning. And I'm like, shit, I didn't go through all those comments. I didn't, you know, it's just a, a process, but. Well, for the longest time, I was reluctant to use TikTok because I thought, you know, commie platform. And then when I realized that all the platforms are sort of commie, I thought, wow. okay, I can use TikTok, right? <laughs> and so my question to you is I've done some research on YouTube, trying to watch videos to figure out how to be as efficient and successful as possible on TikTok. What, what is, so I, I know there's not any one trick. It's, it's, it's nuanced and it's complicated, just like any social media platform. But what is, what is your approach that has consistently caused this to work for you other than just the momentum from past successes? Well, like, well, are you are teaching about time of day, which hashtags, how many hashtags like that? Do you get no, real technical about it? None of that. I, you, okay. I, when I first started, I would do that. Literally, I started getting, I got to the point where it's like no hashtags, no anything. Time of mm. day, it's like, I just try to fire them out as fast as I can. If I have a funny joke, I never save it in my drafts. I'm just push it out. You know, I have a ton of drafts because it's like stuff I'm working on or haven't figured it out. But as soon as it's like, ready to go i just i post it if it's midnight if it's 2 a.m if it's 11 in the morning whatever it is mm -hmm. uh for me it's controversy i mean controversy will grow your account right 100 because what happens is you throw out something that gets people angry you get every big verified creator who who makes a living being outraged duetting your video to millions of people and it gets on millions of people's for you page and then their audience spreads it and everybody spreads it and it just fuels followers to you because a lot mm -hmm. of people see it and are like i like it i like this guy mm -hmm. and they'll see my profile and they're like you know what i like you and they follow once people knew me and now they recognize me now it's just a vehicle to like put me back on my followers page who don't know what my new account is so they'll just be right. like oh nick foster i know him follow you know so it, it actually helps me every time but even if you're starting fresh controversy is a guaranteed way to go it's just it's a short-term game you will get banned there's no way now that right. i could tell you you're not going to get banned if you're being controversial you will um but it's really jumping on the train if you want to be within the guidelines if you want to be politically correct or even uh you know family friendly or just more not uh provocative about politics or any type of cultural stuff just jump on trends find the trends when you browse your best thing to do get on tiktok follow a bunch of people that you like that you like their content that you want to do that type of content or they're within the niche of whatever business or politics or right. whatever it is you might be doing follow them every sound every time you see a funny a funny joke or video that they do to a sound save that sound save up all your sounds and your favorites and then what i do is i just go through and whenever there's a trending sound or there's a new sound that i can make a joke or a video off of that is my niche which is being a bit satirical or provocative sure. but i could i could do the same thing for a business if you had a you know a lawn care business you could do the same thing you know come up with a, a lawn mowing joke to this sound and just start right. using those sounds that's pretty much how you're gonna you're gonna build up your page you're gonna have a niche you're gonna get on the right people's for you page and you're gonna have eventually that one video that pops off and you're gonna get a, a million views and you're gonna get a bunch of followers from it and if you stay consistent i'd say post a lot a lot of people like to be, you know, I got to get the best video. I got to, I got to post once a day. I no, I'd say post 15 times a day. If you can quantity, sure. over just spit them Fire out. out because, because your failures aren't going to, aren't, there's no, there's no, there's no risk. Like yeah. if it fails, it fails, but if, see them. People, right. people aren't going to your profile. They're just go browsing their for you page. So it's either on their page or it's not. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I do. I think I set my account up as a commercial page, 
um, just because I didn't know if I was ever going to run want to run ads or not. But the problem with that is that a lot of the sounds aren't authorized for commercial pages. Do you do you set your page up as just like a regular personal profile when you make a new account, or do you set it up I mean, as like a business? I, I set it as a as a business. I got the creator tools and mm -hmm. uh, I set it. You know, I want the analytics, so I know I. I think I just said it as a creator account. Definitely not okay. um, limiting me on sounds. Okay. So yeah, because yeah, a lot of times when I click on sounds, it says like the sound is not eligible for commercial use, and so then I can't I've use seen it. Seen that a few times, but that is not. Mm. I don't think I, I. If you're getting it a lot, I think you probably did set up a specific business account, and maybe I see more different there. Okay, so I would say just I'll switch it to a creator account. Yeah. Okay, I'll double check it. That's interesting. So, what do you think is going to happen in 2022? For what the midterms? Just generally, yeah. Oh, 2022. Um, you going to have another baby? Same. I mean, things aren't going to get crazy again until the next election, I think. I think, you know, I think this ebb, this whole culture kind of ebbs and flows based on the president every four years. And that's when everybody kind of gets into their camp. And I think that's where um, a lot of people shift sides, you know. Uh, a lot of people came over to Trump that weren't always Republicans because it was like he stood he he was something that they're like, well, I do like this. And there's kind of a realignment. And then people are just like, I'm on this team. I'm on this team. But every so often it kind of gets shaken up. But as far as like the division or, you know, obviously COVID's still going to be around, but it's it's people are over it. I'm I'm shocked that uh, people are still debating. Hey, here's a reason to get vaccinated. Like anybody who wants to get vaccinated has gotten vaccinated. And the people yeah. who don't are never going to be convinced. Like just stop talking about it and move on with your life. You know, if you, if, if California wants to be shut down, shut down, I'm in Florida, we're wide open. You know, we're living our life. Nobody down here gives a shit about COVID. Nobody's wearing masks. Nobody, nobody's crying about getting vaccinated. Like our life is not, nothing like what I see elsewhere in the country. I can't believe that I haven't been to a COVID funeral yet. Like at the beginning of this, I told my wife, I was like, we're probably going to know some people that die. And yeah. we don't. Me too. I said the same. I took it seriously at first. I mean, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, a, I'm a very scientifically literate person. I'm not anti-science. I'm not anti-vaccine. I understand. Yeah, you're an iOS system. developer. You know how, how if-thens work? Yes. <laughs> and so with all the, the lack of and the misinformation that was coming out at first and all the scaremongering and, you know, just the un uncertainty, I was, I had a conversation with my girlfriend like, all right, we're going to have to actually lock down. We need to stock up on supplies. Like I was having all those what if, if, if things really go bad, like society could break down. You know, I was taking it to like, we have to almost be ready to survive because shit could get chaos if there's no right. food for people or if the right. power shuts off you know i was thinking about those things sure and then i was like there's gonna be a lot of deaths and we have to take this very seriously and then over time it was just like i don't know anybody not a single person who's really been debilitated even hospitalized by covid i know it's happening i'm not debating that sure but it is not happening on this epidemic scale outside of much older sicker people in my and i know a lot of people i'm out there in the world i have a lot of people all over the i've lived in a lot sure. of different states and i know people and i've heard only stories of me knowing somebody who knows somebody right it's always two degrees or who who's gone to the hospital or, or who got really sick i know a lot of people who got covid and they were fine and yeah. they were fine their kids got covid and they were fine and everybody was fine I know a lot of people who think they got COVID, but they're not really sure, but they got really sick. I think I did because it was right yeah. around that time. And I got this really weird sickness that hit me out of nowhere and I'd never had it before. And I just kicked it. But this was like before we really knew about it was like, I think it was January or February, right before the March of COVID hitting. Mm -hmm. And I heard a lot of stories like that. So you just start when they're telling you this is the 
you know, this is the apocalypse. This is the black plague. And you're just like, but I don't know a single person. It becomes harder and harder to take it that seriously. Right. It's, it's the story of the they, them who cried wolf. Yes. And again, it's, it's such a delicate thing because you say this and it's like, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. Oh, you don't believe the numbers. Look at the numbers. It's like, yes, I do believe the numbers, but I also believe like that's still, you know, not an epidemic on the proportion that we're being told every single day, you know? Right. It's sad. I agree. I think old people need to stay home. I'm not going to go to the nursing home and I'm not going to cough on grandma. I promise. But right. I'm going to, I'm going to go outside and live my life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that was I think that was sort of the wisdom of what the founders intended in this country is by emphasizing the importance of freedom, you leave individuals to make the best decision that they can when there isn't really any expert. Right. So you can have expert virologist, expert uh, epidemiologist, whatever. But nobody was an expert on COVID when it broke. It was brand new. Nobody knew how viral it was. Nobody knew whether it could transmit via surface or whether it was airborne. Nobody knew whether or not masks really worked. There weren't studies yet. No one was an expert in the beginning. Yet the government came in and issued sort of like all these lockdowns and all these mandates as if they knew better. And to me, that's like the antithesis of why we're free. The reason I think that we're free is so that we can make decisions for ourselves and in part so that we can make decisions yeah. for ourselves in questionable circumstances. Yeah, well, even the experts were given the information they were giving was wrong. A lot of it turned out to be wrong. So it's like you do yourself a disservice. It's kind of like how people don't trust the media now. It's because you spread all of this clearly biased information, regardless of what side you're on, you can find examples on both sides that spread this misinformation. And then nobody can take you seriously. When you have Fauci out there every day saying, don't wear masks. It's harmful. It's actually going to make it worse. They don't work anyways. And then it's like, do wear masks. Now wear two masks. And, and just more and more of that type of thing. You're just like, look, I get it. It's evolving. The, the knowledge is evolving. The science is evolving. But you, we don't trust you anymore. We need a new face or we need somebody who's not going to tell us something they don't know until they know it. And if the science is evolving and you want to convince us the science evolves, then what you're telling us today might evolve to be wrong. So we're still like, Okay, right. you say the vaccines are effective. Science evolves. Maybe six months from now, we're going to find out people who got the vaccine just start killing over or they're right. infertile or whatever. And I'm not right. saying any of that. I don't believe any of that. I'm just saying you could use that same argument to to go against anything that they say. Well, the science evolving, so I'm going to wait and see how it evolves. You know. Well, and I, in, in, in regardless of how you feel about this, this last election, and I don't want to get into it because of just YouTube censorship stuff, but regardless of whether or not you feel it was legitimate, the, I think the, it's overwhelmingly obvious that the reason people doubt the integrity of the election is less to do with Trump's uh, – narrative or or, or 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 speech than it is to do with the fact that the media lied about everything else about Trump for four years straight. So when they told people something they didn't want to hear about the election results, there was just insane doubt. Like, yeah. how do we know if they're lying or not? Right. And, and, and then so- you have you have the censorship problem, which also leads into the COVID thing where you're you're not when you know that social media sites start banning people for even talking about, hey, maybe this election was fraudulent and you see that happening because they're saying that's a conspiracy. We have to take you off because we have to protect the, the fragile minds who might hear this and believe it. Well, if you can't even discuss it, then when everybody's getting banned, you're just like, well, maybe there is something there that 
that they're trying to bury. The same thing with COVID where you weren't allowed to talk about the lab leak theory and everybody's getting banned for even bringing this up. And then it comes out that it is true. It's like Hunter Biden's laptop is another great example of that. Yeah. Let like I don't look Alex Jones, I think, is an entertainer. I think he's funny. I think he's a crazy man. I would never take actual medical advice from him. But if I see you banning him and literally not even allowing him to speak, I'm going to actively fight against that. Let him speak. Let him say his crazy nonsense. Let everybody say their crazy nonsense. Let people figure it out. And yes, some people will believe it, but you you got to let them speak, you know, because once you start doing that, I'm just like, I'm not listening to any of you almost out of protest. Even if I believe you, I'm just like, no, let people yeah. speak. Who's who, who are these arbiters of truth? Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, Joe Biden, Dr. Fauci. TikTok, you know, who gets to decide what is a conspiracy, what's a real info CNN, you know, it's the whole fake news thing. That's what's hilarious. The term fake news that Donald Trump popularized, that was started by CNN when CNN called him fake news. And then he just took it and spun it around. And now they're like offended when people call them fake news. It's like you started this whole thing. It's yeah, it's funny. But so do you think there's any do you think there's any way out of this tech censorship thing? I mean, I I know you're an iOS developer and yeah. obviously I've there's obviously there's, you know, there's terms and, and, and things that you have to apply to in order to get an app approved for iOS. I, I know a little bit about that because I've worked in uh, project management in the past with yeah. developers. Do you think that there's a way out of the censorship thing? I mean, it has I, to be competition. That's the only way. But mm. I, and I've thought about this a lot because I have thought about maybe I should start an app. I, I have the technical skills. I obviously don't have the investment and you need engineers. And it's, you know, it's a big undertaking to do, make an app on the scale of TikTok or Twitter. You know, you're, you're, you need more than just me. But I at least have the understanding of the social media content creator side and also of the development side. And also I have just a different perspective about freedom of speech that I would want to make an app, uh, not a different, what should be the common perspective is I'm a free speech absolutist, you know? So I would love there to be an app that was 100% dedicated to free speech. The problem is all of these, all of these companies are left-leaning. A lot of them are on Silicon Valley. Even if you start your own app company, let's say I wanted to start a, a, a social media app. I would put it on Amazon Web Services. I would put it on on Google Cloud. That that's on. They can pull the plug. Uh, the banking system could pull the plug if they decide. And we start seeing stuff like that, with, which we saw with Parler originally. Um, and then and there's a lot of these apps that come around. Like Gab came around to be like the free speech alternative to to, to Twitter. Then you had Parler, and they had they got pulled from Amazon. They got the the App Store pulled them. If you can't get in the App Store, how are you going to get users on? your app, you know, so there's all these gatekeepers that can just pull the plug. And the problem is too, that when you now create an app and you say, this is the free speech alternative, that is now a euphemism for far right extremism. Free right. Speech. So it just, you just have to make an awesome app that has nothing to, that has yeah. no branding associated exactly. with free speech and get you people have to, to adopt not it. Even, you cannot try to just attract the conservative people. And I wouldn't want to anyways. When I when I think of what I do on TikTok, a lot of people are like, dude, just put these videos on Parler. Just put, put these videos on Trump's thing. And I'm like, there's never going to be liberals on there. How am I going to troll people? I want the discussion. I want the controversy. I want the interaction. And I don't, I don't want to be in an echo chamber. Just, like I'm trolling. That's what, and I'm trying to entertain myself. So yeah. these apps always become, you know, very one-sided and then they don't pick up steam either to get mainstream adoption like twit to be an actual competitor to twitter 
you can't just have conservative voices. You have to right. get everybody to use it. And it's just, they're so far ingrained over there. So I, I do think the opportunity is going to present itself where, and maybe it's Trump's new new app because he he has the, you know, the political focus on it and he has connections and he has money. Uh, so maybe somebody like him, but I think just the more censored these apps go and it's getting worse and worse because now I'm getting, I was getting banned from TikTok all the time. I was like, well, at least I still have Instagram. And now Instagram is starting to get worse on that. So I'm like, okay, you just keep pushing people that you say are extremists who are literally just telling jokes or just being ironic or just being a little controversial. You start, you start silencing all of those people. There's going to be this overwhelming silent desire for that type of content. And when somebody just creates an app and can run it where people flood to it, people are going to leave these networks and flood to where all the cool people are hanging out or where all the fun content is. It's just, it's got to be a perfect storm. You got to have the right person who's got the money, who's got the connections, who know, who can build it outside of the, the Amazon web services or out, outside of Google or outside of needing the banking system or, you know, I think it will happen. But uh, right now it's like without competition, you got Twitter, you got TikTok, you got YouTube, uh, you know, even YouTube is, is probably the best one as far as you can put your content up, but you'll be demonetized. <laughs> Right. But you can you can monetize through Patreon, but then Patreon's banning people, you know, who they who they determine is extremist. So you can't really even count on that. You could build your own streaming service, which, you know, people like Steven Crowder would do, you know, his own uh, membership or like a uh, Ben Shapiro. But Tim what Wall happens if, if the banks decide to say, no, we're not going to allow your your transactions to go through? How are you going to get around the banking system? There's just, you know, that's scary that there's that much control from the tech companies that they can, for the longest time, it was, oh, if you don't like Twitter's rules or you don't like these censorships, go start your own Twitter. And then they did. And then they just got banned from, you know, all the companies colluding together. So what do you do? I don't know. I'm, I think it, I think it's creating a, it's going to create this huge desire for this type of content. And there's going to be a big pendulum swing, just like we've seen many times in culture where the, the more hyper PC things get, the more craving there is from the next generation to have crazy comedians and crazy music and very offensive right. over the top things to, to stand up to, uh, you know, the PC establishment. Culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of ironic how it does seem to backfire. Like, I tweeted a while ago that um, I've been radicalized by Joe Biden <laughs> because because <laughs> the more the more censored and told that you're a bigot or a Nazi or whatever, the the more radical the emotional response is to that when you know it's not true. Right. It's, like and the, so Joker. Like, it's the Joker plot line. You, you just put society pushes you so far and you're just like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to lean into this then. Right. And That's yeah, that is that is exactly you're right about like the the Nazi and the the, the bigot and the racist because I get this stuff all the time and it's just so I'm coming from a place like if you knew me in my real life and you knew my friends and you know how like open minded I am and how friendly I am to everybody and non judgmental sure. but I am a, a bit of a just a you know I can be a dick I can be a but just in good fun in right. real life. But nobody in real life who actually thinks, you know, I'm a bigot or I'm a racist or I'm a misogynist. But the, I make these jokes on TikTok and it's just 
flooded with accusations of you are the worst type of racist. You are the worst type of bigot. You are a Nazi. You are this. And you call, you call me that so much that I'm not now not even scared of being called that when at first it was like, am I be, am I over the line? Am I wrong here? And then right. it's, it becomes totally meaningless that you can call me a racist a thousand times a day. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. You can believe that. And then I'll just make a joke like, yeah, I'm racist. Just being ironic, you know, that's not the joke I would make, but I just lean into it. Right. And there's right. so many people who do if you just keep calling somebody that, that's that's the colonizer thing. This guy just keeps calling white people colonizers. He has a whole brand that's hey colonizer that he's he's selling. He he every white person that disagrees with him, he just says their people bang their sisters, they uh they uh they're all KKK members, you're all rapists and slavers, and like all, just all white people are that because of what people hundreds of years ago did to his people a hundred years ago, five hundred right. years ago, whatever. It's like right. get over it. It's half of a millennium century. What you know? Uh so I create this account to kind of you know just lean into that like everybody is getting all i see all these people kind of actually arguing with this guy like you're you're the racist you're the you're you know, i'm not a colonizer all people did this and i i just go the other way i just lean into it and i'm like yeah i'm a colonizer hey my neighbor has some land i'm gonna go colonize that hey let's go colonize some shit let's get on a boat guys let's let's go find some natural resources and i just like one of my favorite it. ones is when you you erase colonizer and replace it with conqueror yeah that one caused a bunch <laughs> of controversy because it's like how dare you and then how was that different exactly and it, it it gets a point across too. the thing about my satire is like a lot of people who hate me are like, that's not even a joke. And there's not even a joke there. And you're not even making a point. This isn't good satire. It's like, I am making a point. You're just so close to getting it, but you miss it because yeah. the reactions I got to that video, when I said, it says, Oh, you're a colonizer. And I, I'm like, Oh, you mean conqueror? Yeah. You can also call us winners. We won world history. Sorry, losers sucks to suck. But so I do stuff <laughs> like that. And then all these people start flooding me with, Oh, you think you're a conqueror? You didn't conquer shit. You would have been the first one to die. You don't, you you can't take credit for this. And it's like you're so close to the point. I didn't right. do shit. I didn't right. colonize right. shit. I didn't right. come over here and take any land. I didn't do anything. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't enslave anybody. You're so close to getting yes. the point, and instead you're just like you don't get to take credit for this. It's like well, then I don't get the blame for it either. That's the point I'm making. And if you're gonna blame me for it, then I'm gonna take the credit. So I made that video too. I made a, a it was one of it's the one pinned on my other account. I don't know if you know my other account. It's Nick Foster guy. Well, you must. Yeah, you I think I, I follow several of them. Yeah. And the the my top pinned video right now, if if it's still up, you know, I, I might be banned, but it's um, it is. I keep getting blamed for all these terrible things other white people did. So here's some other things I did. And it's like, I ended slavery. I gave women rights. Yes, and I'm just I like, love that video. Credit. Like, I did this. And it's just the same reaction. All these people being like, yeah, but you took the rights away. And you didn't give women rights. Blah, blah, blah. You didn't do this. It's like, you can't, you can't blame me for it if I don't also get to take the credit for all the good things white people did. I invented right. the light bulb. I landed on the moon. I invented the iPhone. I cured, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Just go down the right. list. Right. And then they, right. they lose their minds. And I, I funded COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, uh, I signed the Civil Rights Act. I marched with Martin Luther King. I, you know, just you could go down the list. And so I just sure. started doing stuff like that. And they just they lose their minds. And they don't see like just take you're so close. Just take it one step further with your brain and you're going to realize, oh, you're right. He doesn't deserve the credit. He also doesn't deserve the blame, you know.
That's, that's I think it's brilliant. Thinking. I think it's brilliant, man. Where can people find you? Uh, what, what platforms, usernames are you trying to push? Okay, I would say the best thing to do is follow me on Instagram at at Nick Foster official. That's the name I put down here because mm-hmm. that's where I still kind of can put some of these jokes up that get banned from TikTok. And you can see a lot. I post a lot of the messages, the DMS. I get a lot of hateful stuff, a lot of funny stuff. And like my, my comebacks to them. If you're on Twitter, which I know you're bigger on, it's Nick Foster show on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then I just search Nick Foster on TikTok. I get banned so much by the time people see this, I'll probably have two other accounts. So Nick Foster, <laughs> Nick Foster dad on TikTok. That one's probably up. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Hang tight for a second. I'm going to end the stream and then we'll, uh, we'll close it out, but it was really a pleasure to have you, man. You were an awesome guest. I love your work and I'll continue to follow and support and let's make sure we stay in touch. Hell yeah, dude. Okay. Likewise.